0: this is a color pencil podcast session number 243 welcome to sharpened artist a colored pencil podcast weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much hello my name is john middick of sharpenedartist.com and this is the color pencil podcast i'm so glad you're here today A recurring question that I get all has to do with the idea of making one's art better. John, how can I make my art better? Why is it that I cannot create realistic art? How come I can't improve? And the list goes on and on and on and on. So today I'm not going to talk about comparison too much. You know, we we may have that problem. We may be comparing ourselves to someone else. Maybe they've been a colored pencil artist for 30, 40 years, and we're comparing our second year into the medium to a seasoned artist who has honed and perfected their skill. Nothing very good can come from that. But today I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about looking at others and comparing ourselves against others. I've talked about that in the past. Instead, today I want to talk to you about this other issue, this other problem that often we don't like to talk about and we don't like to face, I don't think. What if you're creating bad art? What if the last two or three pieces that you've created you didn't like? So the title of the show is What Bad Art Teaches Me. Now, if you're one of these rare people who never create anything that you're not proud of, uh, this show may not be for you. (laughs) For the rest of us, uh, stick around. And uh, there's probably something in here for you, because if you're like me, there are times you'll create something and it's not your best work. It's not something you're proud of. And you wonder what went wrong. And you can look at it and honestly say, that's that's bad. <laughs> that's bad art. So I want to throw a lifeline out there to you today and to tell you, first, number one, you're not alone. Number two, there are things that are good that can come from this. But before we do that, let me talk for a second about... Just some of the symptoms, I think, that happen uh, and that cause us from time to time to arrive at a spot where we've internalized this last piece of art that we've created as being something that is bad. may not be bad, but in the context of everything else that we may be doing or uh, may be going on in our life at the moment – we we look at it and we say, This is bad. This is a bad piece of art. It's bad for me, or it's a thing that I did not want to create. It didn't hit the mark. I fell short of what I was trying to accomplish. So I, I want to talk about that. So we have this idea of success out there. It feels so elusive and it feels like it's just so far away from our grasp. Here's a quote. Don't aim at success. The more you aim at it and make it a target, the more you are going to miss it. For success, like happiness, cannot be pursued. It must ensue. And it only does so as the unintended side effect of one's personal dedication to a cause greater than oneself. Or as a byproduct of one's surrender to a person other than oneself. That's a quote from Victor E. Frankel. He's the creator of logotherapies, a psychotherapist, or not a psychotherapist, he created logotherapy. Uh, he is uh, a psychiatrist. He, uh, I think he was born around 1905. He survived um, the uh, Nazi death camps. And he wrote the book, Man's Search for Meaning. Very, very uh, excellent book. One of my favorites. Uh, He goes on to say this. Happiness must happen. And the same holds for success. You have to let it happen by not caring about it. He says some other things, but he goes on to say this to sum up. Success will follow you precisely because you had forgotten to think about it. I think that's so true, even in our art, if we're so wrapped up in the results, if we're so fixated on whether or not this is going to be something that we will uh, deem as a success, quote unquote, then we become so highly fixated on the result. We forget to enjoy the process. We forget the meaning behind maybe what it is we're even creating. There's a whole lot of other things. That go into the art creation process, right? But if we become highly fixated on one thing and on a certain particular area, then actually our art can start to suffer. Now, you might be thinking, well, John, how how can that be? I mean... Don't I need to think about, you know, technique and think about uh, how I'm uh, progressing through the piece and think about composition and uh, stroke, you know, mark making uh, the stroke that I employ, uh, the colors I choose, the palette that I use, uh, the particular materials that I'm using, the paper that I'm using, what colored pencils am I using, and the list goes on and on and on. Uh, the size and uh, the layout process, the rough draft uh, of getting that down on paper, you know, the roadmap, as I like to call it. You could go on and on about all of these things, but when it comes down to it, those are all mechanics, right? Those are all the uh, the aids, the support to help you to create and to say whatever it is you are desiring to say and say, so, John, I don't care about that. All I care about is making a pretty picture. All I care about is uh, I want to create this shadow over here. Well, that's fine. That's that's fine. That works, too. But there's probably going to come a point in your life, in your art life, where you want to say something with your art, your skill level, wherever it is. It doesn't really matter. It's at a point where you can start to express whatever it is you're wanting to convey. And so I'm thinking then about some of these things that can help or hinder your expression. And whatever it is you're wanting to say, if you already have some of these other basic things down, like some of the techniques, some of the tools, um, you know how to progress through a piece or certain things you've already uh, spent some time in. You understand now. What is it now? What are you doing? You're looking for The motivation, you're looking for the inspiration, you're looking for something that fits what you have in your mind that you want to express. And so, what I'm suggesting then is that if you aim for that success rather than aim for that expression, then what you could actually be doing is you could be doing yourself a disservice. You could be focusing on the wrong thing. And that's what's causing the quote unquote failure. It's been a long time since I took uh, driver's ed, but I I remember something in um, in there. I remember the teacher um, talking to us about maybe I read this um, during driver's ed, but there was some type of study that was done uh, where you could probably look this up and find it. I don't I don't know. I didn't didn't look for it. But there's, there was some study I remember, some, some of you may remember this, but there is a study that was done that said, we've identified that uh, people who, distracted drivers who are looking at accidents, there's a, a percentage of these people that will actually veer over and strike a car that is uh, on the side of the road uh, or will veer off the road um, from, uh, their lane, they'll, they'll be looking over on the shoulder at something distracted and thinking, even consciously thinking to themselves, I sure don't want to hit that thing. I sure don't want to hit that car. Look at it. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's on fire. It's got a, a hood up or it's got a flat tire. Look at that over there. And they're looking at it. And against their will, guess what happens? Yep, you're right. They strike that vehicle or they run off into the ditch because they're looking over at something else. They're fixated on something else other than the road or staying between the two lines, right? They're fixated on something else. And I I think this is exactly what Dr. Frankel was really getting at is – Are you fixating on these things that are actually going to become a byproduct of what you really should be focusing on? So are you going to be able to create good art and the art that you want to create, not by hyper focusing on, oh, it's got to be a success, but by focusing on what you're wanting to say, what you are wanting to portray instead? And so I think that sometimes that's what's going on, is we're we're hyper-focusing on the success or the failure of the art, rather than the process of expression. I also kind of wonder if the Pareto Principle could be applied here as well. You remember what that was, right? There is uh, an Italian economist, and he, he said that... You know, really, pretty much, if you want to sum it up here, that there's this prediction that 80% of the effects come from 20% of the causes. Another way of mixing that up is 20% of something of the effort or whatever uh, create 80% of the results. And so, I I often think about that with the creation of art. Once I've got some of the principles down, once I've got some of the basics, some of the rudimentary things down and I understand what I'm doing, I know how to progress. Then at that time, my art becomes something different than to me. My art isn't all just about execution of the art. It's not all just about how to progress through something and to create something that looks representational. But my art becomes something more than that. It becomes something that I'm wanting to communicate, right? Isn't that the way it is? Uh, To me, it seems like that should be probably the way that it is. While we're talking about Dr. Victor E. Frankel, though, getting back to him, um, (laughs) if you've not ever read his book, I mean, I really highly, highly recommend it um it, he, when he talks about so many things that lead up to the point where um he formed his beliefs and opinions and ideas that later became logotherapy what what he noted was that he could start to identify when someone was going one of his um uh, I don't know what to call them, uh, those within the cohort uh, that he was uh, assigned to, those, those that were closest to him, um, rooming, boarding with him uh, at wherever he was. He was associated with this small group. He would be able, he could watch the behavior. He could watch uh, their interactions. And he could tell when someone was giving up. He could tell actually when they were about to die. And it didn't have anything to do with the physical condition. Well, obviously, it had something to do with that. But it had more to do with their attitude and the way that they were internalizing things. You know, another uh, quote from him, he says, When we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. I think the biggest takeaway From bad art, for me at least, the thing that bad art teaches me is it teaches me more about myself. It teaches me something about what happened during that uh, execution process. And uh, like I alluded to, if I didn't explicitly just say it, that maybe we're focusing on the wrong thing. Do you think anybody who got up in the morning driving a car And actually ran off the road or hit, struck a car on the shoulder. Do you think that any of those people said, I'm going to go down the road today and I'm going to find a car to hit? Of course not. That's absurd. But that's exactly what happened because they started focusing perhaps on the wrong thing. You know, that's that's the theory anyway that I recall from uh, driver's ed as a, a teenager, I guess. So we're talking about a failure. You know, how did this failed project make my art better or what did it teach me? What did I learn about myself or about my my own temperament, perhaps that I need to correct next time whenever I approach my art or the same type of project that I'm working on or the same expression that I'm trying to convey? What did this mistake or this failure Uh, Actually cost me also. That's another good question to uh, ask ourselves. You know, what was the opportunity cost? Another way of putting that. What was Was it time? Was it uh, money? Was it uh, attention? Was it something that because I created a quote unquote failure? Did I internalize that? And did I allow that to uh, define me going forward? Is it something that I took with me and I, I didn't learn from it? You know, there, there's some kind of quote that says something like um, the only bad failure is the failure that I don't learn from. It's don't let failure be your undertaker. Let failure be your teacher. And when we learn from something that perhaps we failed at then we can pick up the pieces, we can redeem the failure, we can pick up the pieces and go forward and learn from that and correct something in the future. Now, I'm going to make mistakes in the future. You're going to make mistakes in the future. I'm going to make several mistakes this year alone. I know that. I know you probably will too. But I'm not going to let those mistakes define me now, I'll talk to you very practically and very pragmatically here for a moment about one mistake um, that seemed to be a recurring mistake with things that I did in my art. If we if we rewind the tape way back a long, long time ago, then I can talk about how I just could not draw uh, a face to save my life. I could not Uh, figure out how to draw a face at all and now it's you know my favorite thing to draw and uh, to create art around is the subject matter of portraits but there was a time that was that was not not the case at all Uh, and there's a lot of reasons uh, perhaps for that but I want to talk about something that was even uh, more recent that I had to face again I've faced it in the past. I've faced it again and I've, I learned some things about myself in the process. I, I like to say, and I probably should stop saying this, but I like to say that I don't like straight lines. I don't like to draw lines that are straight. Now, I don't care if you give me a ruler or not. That, that isn't the point. Yeah, I can use a ruler. I, I, yeah, I get that. You can use a ruler that doesn't make it to where you enjoy straight lines and that doesn't make it to where I'm going to be able to shade. Uh, you know, if we're talking about a contour and a form within some type of structure, let's say a barn or house or something like that, drawing the straight line is only part of the problem. It's also then creating the gradation and the value from that straight line. So, Yeah, the straight line isn't the problem. It's everything around the straight line. Well, the straight line is the problem, too, but you you know what I mean. So it and I think one of the things about it is it it teaches me something about my temperament. I get a little impatient when it comes to um, being that exact about those things. There could be some deeper meanings there. I don't know. I'm not going to go into therapy to try to figure that out. Um, but <laughs> I'm saying that in jest, by the way. But what, what I am saying though, uh, in all seriousness is that I realize I get impatient with that and I get antsy and irritated and I just want to scream sometimes if I am trying to draw straight lines. Um for those of you who love to draw straight lines, you like to draw houses and barns and and different things like that or you draw cars, uh airplanes, I don't know, fill in the blank, you like landscapes that that have um some structure included in the landscape uh and you've got a lot of straight lines going on and you enjoy that that you know that's that's fine. I'm not saying I can't do it. I think I can do it. But it teaches me something about myself when I'm faced with that challenge. And uh, it wasn't all that long ago that I had to do that again. And uh, I I've started to try to analyze what what's going on. Why am I getting so irritated about this? It's it's just a drawing. It's 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 uh, executing on things that I know about. I I know how to to do this and progress through this, but it still is just something that makes me feel very antsy inside. And so, uh, the encouragement I want to give you today is that there is something to be learned. In all of this, there's something that we can come out on the other side and we can look back at that and we can say, hey, that actually taught me some things that I can take going forward. And I did learn quite a bit recently whenever I was faced with having to draw straight lines again. And I learned how to pace myself. I learned some things about myself um, and I learned how to deal with this um, personality that I have and and how to um, sort of coddle myself and uh, figure out what would work with the way that I stay focused and with my patience level and all of that. And I, I feel like that uh, there were some definite things that I was able to uh, accomplish in that. Um now maybe that isn't it for you. Maybe it's something different. Maybe I I don't know. Fill in the blank. Whatever it is, maybe you're challenged with uh trying to figure out colors, you know? Maybe that's something that's tripping you up. Maybe it's uh figuring out proportions on a drawing. Maybe it's uh figuring out the the shading and you just can't figure out how uh, to convey the reflective light inside a shadow or something else. I don't know what it is. You know what that is, though. But what I want you to do, though, what I'm encouraging you to do is to ask yourself the question, what is it that I need to learn from this? And you've you've approached it before, probably, unless you're just starting out. You've had a time in your past where you had an art project that was very difficult for you, or it it really challenged you, and you focused on one of these details rather than focusing on what you wanted to say. Uh, and this this is the thing I'm trying to overcome is get into that rhythm where I'm just expressing what I want to express in my own personal art when I'm doing things for what I'm what I'm drawing, what I want to draw, and saying what I want to say. And when we're encountering things though that Uh, challenge us in this way. The first thing that I want to encourage you to do is to go all the way back to the beginning. Go back to your first, your second, or third, fifth project, especially that project that tripped you up, the one that you felt like was so difficult, and look at your skill level and then look at where you are today and what you did today with that thing that you felt was bad compare that to where you were i'll bet you anything that there is growth there is improvement and there are probably uh, if you honestly do that if you physically do that if you look at that first piece and you look at where you are today i'm sure if you're honest with yourself that you can say wow I have really come a long, long way. So pat yourself on the back, and I'm giving you a virtual pat on the back right now. I'm so proud of you for doing that, for coming as far as you have. And the next time you're confronted with something that you feel like is not your best work, or you get antsy about it, or you feel like you're failing in the project that you're working on, then... Ask yourself in that moment, what's going on? What is it that this art project can teach me? What is it this that this bad art can teach me or this failure can actually teach me right now? And then... Take that lesson with you going forward. All right, that's it today. If you are new to the show, this show comes out every single Monday morning at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I appreciate you listening. If you haven't done this yet, I would appreciate a rating and or a review. This is a weekly show. You can reach out by emailing podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And I'll talk to you again next week.